Talk Radio 77 WABC. Boy. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Seventy-seven WABC. You wrote in your report, quote, based on the evidence gathered in the multiple exhaustive and costly federal investigations of these matters, including the instant investigation, neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the crossfire investigation. To date, has any evidence of collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia ever been uncovered? I mean, there is, there is information, obviously, in the um, report that was prepared by Director Mueller uh, and whatnot. But as uh, to collusion or conspiracy, I'm not aware of any. And, and, when, and, and let me stop you. When the FBI opened Crossfire Hurricane, that's the issue at hand, it did not have any information that anyone in the Trump campaign had ever been in contact with Russian intelligence officials. Isn't that right? As we wrote in, as we wrote in the, um, uh, the report, talked to the director of the CIA, the deputy director of the CIA, the director of NSA, um, uh, and people within the uh, FBI, and there was no such information that they had in their holdings at the time they opened Crossfire Hurricane. Michael Keaton in the movie Night Chip. You like music, kid? Jumping Jack Flash, Rolling Stones, John Durham on the hill yesterday. And as we're talking about it, that skank Mika's talking about it, too, and laughing. She's laughing. <laughs> John Durham didn't know. He wasn't aware. <laughs> Silly John. We all know. Come on. Paul Manafort. All those dealings. Russia. Clearly, everybody else knew John but you. John Durham was right. Now, what's funny is when the report came out, my next guest, really smart guy, love him, Judge Angelo Politano, said to me, I didn't love the report. I think the exact verbiage he used was, the report didn't go far enough. So with that said, back here in his regular spot on a Thursday morning, here he is, the aforementioned Judge Andrew Napolitano. Judge Knapp, good morning, buddy. How are you? Uh, good morning. I'm great, my dear friend. Tough to follow uh, Curtis when he's on a roll, but it's a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, we've had a great run so far. Bill White, John Katsimatidis, and Curtis Sliwa, and we've got a lot more great guests to come. But you are terrific. And, again, uh, if my memory serves me right, you did say when the Durham report came out, you thought he didn't go far enough. What do you think of his performance on the Hill yesterday? I, I think the same of his performance yesterday, and your recollection of my comments on the report when it came out are are correct. He slow-walked the report, meaning he took so long for it to come out that the statute of limitations had actually expired uh, on the civil rights violations perpetrated by members of the FBI who were out to get Donald Trump and were out to get anybody uh, that was around him. So it's too late for uh, Durham to prosecute anybody. It wasn't too late when he started his investigation. He didn't have to take uh, as long uh, as he did. He didn't have to go out of his way to praise uh, Bob Mueller and everything that Mueller found in the now famous or infamous, however you want to look at it, uh, Mueller report. Uh, I believe that John Durham, and I have nothing against him personally, had a reputation as a superb uh, federal prosecutor uh, in Connecticut. I believe that John Durham just wasted 
uh, federal dollars and covered things up. And Bill Barr should have known this before he appointed him. He should have appointed somebody like Jack Smith, like the guy who's aggressively going after Trump. They should have appointed somebody of that temperament and personality to go after the FBI for what it did to Trump. Now, Judge Knapp, yesterday on the House floor, Kevin McCarthy censured Adam Schiff. And uh, look, there's a lot of people I don't like. There's only a few that I hate. That's a very strong word. But I hate Adam Schiff. I hate him. Uh, He's a liar. He's a bad guy. And he puts himself and his own stupid ideologies ahead of our safety in our government. So when he was censured yesterday, I got a kick out of it. But the truth is, censuring Adam Schiff means nothing. I mean, what does it really mean? And, and, and Adam came back and said, hey, you know what? Thank you. I'm honored you guys are spending this much time worried about me. So, yes, it's kind of cool. We don't like Adam Schiff. But the truth is, a censure really amounts to basically nothing, right? A censure does amount to nothing. It's like the House uh, holding somebody in contempt. You and I have discussed this. It amounts to nothing. If they really want to hold somebody in contempt, they should get them prosecuted for contempt. Now, now Schiff cannot be prosecuted. I would have voted against the censure. I think it's a dangerous, dangerous precedent. Expect the uh, Democrats to do it to whichever Republican they hate. By the way, not only, is it, not only is it a dangerous precedent, and Morano made this point earlier, but it may backfire and may make Schiff's job of winning again in California, Judge, even easier. It may turn Congressman Adam Schiff into Senator Adam Schiff. Right. It, and Schiff is very astute, but his response was terrific uh, from his perspective. He, he will turn this into a badge of courage running in the crazy state of California, this will actually help him. But in the long run, there's a clause in the Constitution called the Speech and Debate Clause, which insulates members of Congress from being harmed in any way because of what they say or do in their role as a member of Congress, and that should have barred uh, this. Look, if he was uh, taking drugs on the floor of the House, if he was taking bribes, of course they can censure him. But for his words, for his political behavior, that's absolutely protected speech. I would have voted against it. I don't know if any Republicans uh, voted against it, to be honest with you. I don't think they did. I think they all were like, yeah, rah, rah, we're going to get this bastard. Hey, uh, Lauren Boebert yesterday on that same day introduced articles of impeachment. This is a very big story, Trump supporters. Introduced articles of impeachment for one Joseph R. Biden. And there's a whole bunch of charges. Now, we know they tried twice. They impeached Donald Trump twice, but got no convictions out of it. Uh, What do you think happens here? The Republicans, again, did uh, introduce articles of impeachment for Biden yesterday. I don't think anything will happen. You know, I rarely agree with Kevin McCarthy. You and I have been through this many times, particularly on debt and on big government. Uh, But I agree with him on this. They need to let um, Congressman Comer... Uh, They need to let that investigation proceed. They need to develop more hardcore evidence. I understand the impulse to want to do this, and I understand the timing to want to do this because we're approaching the presidential uh, election season. Uh, But but they need to let the system play out. Comer is working, you know, 18 hours a day to develop what evidence he can. He has a huge staff there, and they're doing a wonderful job. But you can't rush it. You can only depose so many people in a day and get so much uh, information uh, out of them. I believe the evidence is there, just like uh, Bill O'Reilly said uh, earlier. 
just a question of getting it out legally so that it can be used legally and so that it can legally be exposed to the American public. But yet again, the statute of limitations has expired on prosecuting old Joe. If they have evidence that he took a bribe when he was vice president, it's too late to prosecute him now. He skates. Now, if he didn't pay taxes on the bribe, that statute of limitations has not expired. He cannot be impeached for something he did before he was in office. Is that you right? See the government, you see how the government has written these laws to protect themselves? Yeah. No, I mean, uh, you are, you're 100% sure that if, in fact, they've got him taking bribes when he was vice president because of the statute of limitations, there's nothing they can do? That's 100% true? Correct. He cannot wow. be prosecuted. It will destroy his political legacy, whatever's left of it, and he can't be impeached for something he did before he was in office. I think it would cause the Democrats not to renominate him, which would be good for them because his presidency is indefensible. Uh, the Democrats would have a better chance of holding the White House if fill in the blank ran, not <laughs> yeah. You know, I wonder, too, if uh, some of this uh, knee-jerk quick impeachment yesterday, not only because the election is is not far away, but when you see what happened with Hunter Biden a couple of days ago, just disgraceful. You know, he's got the two charges, uh, the tax evasion charges and the illegal gun. And you got a rapper who had to go to prison for basically the same charge. And Hunter Biden, as Donald Trump put, he was a thousand percent right, Mr. Trump. I love him, President Trump. Uh, said basically he got a traffic ticket. I don't know how anybody, any sane, nonpartisan individual can make an argument that the way they treated Hunter Biden is the same way they treat Donald Trump or any other Republican for that matter. That was disgraceful a couple of days ago. And maybe that was the motivation behind impeaching Biden because Republicans are so pissed off. Could very well be. I, I could not agree with you more on on the treatment of uh, of Hunter Biden. You know, you got a million four in taxes, not a million four in income, a million four in taxes uh, that wasn't reported. You know, it's one thing to pay to report and pay your taxes late. You pay the penalty. The IRS understands that. That's not criminal. It's another thing not to report the income and expect the IRS uh, isn't going to catch you because of what your last name was. It's hard for me to get my hands around the fact that the prosecutor here is a Republican Donald Trump appointee. Remember, when the uh, president comes in, he usually asks all U.S. attorneys, there are 70 in in the country, 70, uh, to resign. And Joe did not do that. Joe specifically kept this Republican appointee in Wilmington, Delaware, on, knowing the guy was going to have to prosecute his son. And still, and still this moral equivalent of a traffic ticket uh, resolution came up. You know, it's still got to be approved by a judge. I wouldn't have approved it, but most judges would. Most judges will say, you know, I have the government here and the defendant here, and they both want the same thing. The case is uh, resolved. I get credit for resolving the case. If I were the judge, I would say, no way. This is not consistent with the way the laws are supposed to be uh, enforced. It's not going to happen in my courtroom. We're going to call a jury next week, and you can try the case. Well, Judge Knapp, on the way out, not only do you do a great podcast every week, and, of course, uh, this appearance on my show, which is absolutely terrific. Everybody loves you and loves it. But you write a great column every week, and folks should read it. Uh, for folks uh, that may be looking at it for the first time today, what are they going to see? 
they're going to see my column called No Warrant, No Problem. The Biden administration revealed last week that when it cannot get your personal data out of your iPhone, it is buying it from the telecom company. Want to find out where Sid Rosenberg was yesterday? Find out where his iPhone was. Wait a minute. You need a search warrant to do that. In order to get a search warrant, you have to have evidence of crime. There's no crime that, that Rosenberg, there's no evidence that Rosenberg committed a crime right. But we'll just bribe the telecom companies to enter the computer chip in his cell phone and tell us where he was. This happens over and over again. And to my shock and dismay, the, uh, the, to my shock, not dismay, the feds admitted this uh, last week. It's reprehensible that they are doing indirectly what the Constitution prohibits them from doing directly. First, we already know they've done this. The FBI suppressed um, the Hunter Biden uh, story. The FBI bribed Twitter not to uh, to uh, advance anti-Biden or pro-Trump speech during the 2020 campaign. So they've eviscerated the First Amendment. Now they're eviscerating the Fourth. Man, uh, I don't think uh, I realized when I was a kid, Judge Knapp, and, you know, books I had to read, which were great books. I'm trying to ban them now, but Catcher in the Rye and and others, uh, how brilliant George Orwell actually was, because 1984 is 2023. Correct. Correct. He predicted all of this. The government is monitoring us everywhere we go. Every keystroke on your iPhone, even if you correct it, even if you delete it, everything uh, the government has access to, it doesn't give a damn about the Fourth Amendment. And I'm sorry to say it doesn't matter who's in power. Uh, The FBI that went after Donald Trump was the FBI under Donald Trump. (laughs) The first thing the the next uh, president has to do is to fire Chris Ray and fire the uh, leadership of the FBI that thinks it can use politics to motivate law enforcement that has to get out of our system. Well, I think Trump will do that when he wins. Not if, when he wins in 2024, he will fire Chris Ray, and that'll be the start of a new day. As always, Judge Napolitano, not good, great. Love having you here every Thursday. Thank you so much. We'll do it again next week, buddy. God love you, my man.